Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Very good morning to you. Bernie's taking your calls at 1850-333-103 as we welcome you along to the Christmas Eve edition of Cork Today. This is Cork Today. Cork Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest hits. C103.
Ah, you got to love that, don't you? That is the Ronettes on C103 and that is Sleigh Ride as we welcome you along. Christmas Eve edition of the programme and as we've been doing for many, many years now, we try and play some of the kind of the Christmas songs that you don't get to hear um, on the radio all of the time being played. Some of the more of the traditional Christmas carols and people have been contacting us over the last number of weeks saying can you include this? Any chance that you can dig this out? Can you find that? So we've put together a, a selection but we've got to work with what we have so, uh, so I know some people on the day try and suggest songs uh, and it's very difficult then to try and unless I physically have it with me it's hard to try and uh, locate it on the day for example and I am glad to report that we do have it the Frank Kelly's uh, song The Twelve Days of Christmas and Gobnet and how funny that song is it really is it's just one of those songs every single time I certainly hear it it makes me smile and I'm prom- I promise you we will play that but we'll hold out and we'll be playing it after 12 okay for people who are waiting around for that and I know somebody was on earlier to say hi Patricia I'm sure you're going to get many requests today but if possible could you play Celine Dean's version of Oh Holy Night Uh, thanks to all at C103 stay safe and good wishes for a very happy Christmas thank you for that now I have a problem with that in that I can't play Celine Dean's version of Oh Holy Night because we have we're very traditional here on the show we really are we have a tradition on Christmas Eve that we have been doing myself and John Paul were trying to scratch our heads trying to work out it's got to be it certainly is over 10 years if not 15 years we have we started this tradition we always end the programme on Christmas Eve with that song Oh Holy Night because it is one of another certainly on the religious carols it is probably the most requested one but the version we always play is the version by Emer Quinn because she came into the studio as I say 10, 15 years ago and she sat opposite me here in studio and she sang it live and it was one of those moments when you know when people say what stands out, stand out moments for you on the show that I will always say is one of the certainly the festive stand out moments. I literally could feel the hair stand up on the back of my neck as I was sitting opposite this gorgeous looking woman and her mouth opened and the voice of an angel came out. It's she's just incredible. And of course she holds the she still holds the honour of the last person to win the Eurovision for Ireland with that wonderful song, The Voice. We haven't won it since she was our seventh win and our last win. So to that, I will get to play a Holy Night but unfortunately, and Celine Dean's version is beautiful. It's it's a lovely, lovely version. But if you got if you want to play requests, send greetings to loved ones. It's that kind of a programme today. We're going to keep it as relaxed as possible. Certainly there's going to be no current affairs and no arguments or nothing like that on the programme and nobody shouting. Everything's going to be nice and gentle uh, today. In a couple of minutes for example we will have this is where the tradition comes into it we will have our yearly Christmas Eve chat with the one and only Alice Taylor that's something I always look forward to on Christmas Eve as well and in the second hour Hank Widell the wonderful uh, singer-musician Hank Widell is going to be joining us live in studio because he this year has bought out a Christmas CD which I'll get to play for you and he, we might inveigle him to sing live uh, for us as well. And then in after 12 we have a really interesting gentleman to meet. He's home on holidays from um, Australia. He's been over there for over 40 years and he's a Shanachie and a storyteller and he has brought that tradition of storytelling from Ireland. He's from the Coulee area. He's brought the tradition of Shanachie with him to Australia so I'm really interested to see how it goes down with international audiences. I could understand how Irish people living in Australia would absolutely love to go along and listen to 
a Shanaki from Ireland. That must be a wonderful experience for them. But I'm interested in the international audience and how they how he's been uh, received in Australia. So he's going to join us in studio and he's bringing with him, he's got a new poetry book out called On Shanaki, which seemingly is doing really well in Australia. So we will chat uh, with uh, Jack Lynch. He's got, he's got a, uh, or Joe Lynch, sorry. He's got quite a famous name in the sense from, from an artist's point of view. He's got a famous name. So we'll chat with Joe Lynch uh, later on. Now, I just want to start by saying a couple of thank yous to people a couple of councillors. Thank you to Councillor Bernard Moynihan for your uh, kind Christmas wishes and to Councillor John O'Sullivan. Lovely email in from John. Happy Christmas to you both. And a lovely Christmas card arrived today from Michael Broderick, who is with the Cope Foundation in Mallow. Happy Christmas to you, Michael, and indeed, indeed to everybody in the Cope Foundation. Now, one of the songs that has been requested a number of times is The Little Drummer Boy and the version that I've tracked down to play is the version by Father Liam Lawton.
That's uh, Father Liam Lawton and uh, his version of The Little Drummer Boy. That really is a beautiful, beautiful song. We've had a listener wants to know, does anybody know uh, if, if there is a Santa available for the kids to visit in Bandon or Clonakilty today? I know a lot of the ones that you have to pre-book for are wrapping up today, but all of the time slots will be gone. So it's kind of a walk-in Santa Claus where little boys and girls can go along. Those that haven't made it this year just to give in maybe the final list or maybe a change of mind for so if anybody knows of a Santa Claus available in either Bandon or Clonakilty the person is willing to travel can you let us know please 1850-333-103 Bernie taking the calls uh, there or you can text our WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Hi to Patrick in Glengareth, who was on what you wish us all well after, uh, for Christmas here at C103. Thank you for that. Somebody looking for Frank at uh, Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas. We will be playing that. It'll be after uh, 12 o'clock uh, today. And here's a lovely one from Frank Toomey Hardware in McCroom. Hi Patricia, happy Christmas to you on C103. And thank you for all the mentions on C103 during the year. Your great support for local businesses of uh, Cork. Well, happy Christmas to you, Frank, and the gang at Frank Toomey Hardware in McCroom, which leads me nicely into if you are going out today, Christmas Eve, hopefully there's no pressure around on you today. You've got all of your Christmas shopping done. You have all of the presents wrapped, wrapped and purchased. But maybe there's one final little thing that you want to buy. Today is a good day if you have the funds and you have a bit of extra cash to make sure wherever you are that you shop local and that you go into one of the smaller smaller independent stores nothing wrong with the high street retailers they're great they do great business and they offer great employment and we support them all year round but it's this time of year that we really need to focus on the little independent stores so if you could just spread your cash a little bit today and keep that in mind if you are out and about shopping. Christmas swims will be very much the order of the day for tomorrow and we wish everybody luck who's taking part in Christmas swims or the Gold Mile is on tomorrow as well. Now we've been contacted by a couple of Christmas swims that I want to give a mention to. Kinsale and District Lions Club, their Christmas swim is a native local charities. Uh, they also describe it as a great time to catch up with friends and family. Even if you're not brave enough to take part, you can go down and encourage everybody else who's taking part. There will be a Christmas Day swim in Court McSherry that's on every year. It takes place in Broadstrand, 12 noon tomorrow, with proceeds going to COPE and the Cystic Fibrosis Children's Ward at CUH. In Dunmanway, their Christmas swim group it's their 21st annual Christmas Day swim at Inchidani. And I wonder, and there probably will be people who have done it every year for the 21 years. So it would be a great record if there are. If you know of anyone doing it for the 21st time, let us know. It would be great to give them a shout out. They will meet at half past 10 tomorrow at the car park in Inchidani, just beyond the exit. The swim is then at 11am sharp with all proceeds going to the Dunmanway Cancer Day Unit. Of course, that's a Cork University hospital. And Skibbereen have their Christmas swim. That's at 12 noon at Tregumna tomorrow. Now, the fancy dress, that's optional. Proceeds are in aid of the special classes at St. Joseph's and St. Patrick's National uh, Schools. And Robert Cove Christmas Day swim. Half past eight is the assembly at Robert's Cove Beach. Refreshments will be served there and proceeds collected go to the Mercy Hospital ICU. And if 
Swimming isn't your thing. Are you just not in an area where there's a Christmas Day swim? And don't forget the Gold Mile. I think we, we, we carried an interview on this on the programme last week, the week before. And for the first time ever, there are seven venues across Cork. So hopefully if you just Google Gold Mile, there should be a venue quite close to where you are. I have been contacted by Mallow Athletic Club because they host the Gold Mile every day on Christmas Day at Donnerell Park, which is a fabulous setting to have the gold mile and it's on from 10am to 12 noon so whatever time suits you and of course money's raised will help provide food, water, sanitation and health care making a vital difference to the lives of the people the goal supports and what's wonderful about the gold mile you can run it you can jog it you can walk it you can crawl it you can have the kiddies in the buggies you know you can have granny coming along on the zimmer frame it doesn't matter it's, it's all about Raising money for gold, wonderful organisation, but it's all about the family being together on Christmas morning. So good luck to everybody uh, taking part in all of those wonderful, wonderful events tomorrow. 1850 Bernie is taking your calls if you want to text our WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 And our Christmas Eve programme could never happen without our annual chat with author Alice Taylor who once again joins me. Good morning to you, Alice, and happy Christmas. And the same to you, Patricia. Now, Christmas Eve, what, what are your traditions for today? Um, I suppose the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I put the ham into the oven. Okay. Because I've it boiled the day before and then let it in the stone water overnight. I put it into the oven and I pray to God I won't forget it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a possibility, Patricia. But you've that wonderful smell then lingering around the house. Yeah, because I, you know, I I, I cover it with honey and mustard and cloves. And, um, you know, I have a great grow for honey, Patricia, because, you know, we always had beehives at home. And um, I, I kind of think that a honey-flavoured ham is just that little bit extra, especially if it's ham. And for the first time I've this year I've in a Shannon honey. Because a neighbour wow. a neighbour has started beekeeping. Okay. And I love you know, it's lovely to get the the you know, the honey from your own locality. And they say very good to get it from your own locality as it well. It does. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's you know, it's better than you know, all sorts of, you know, these highly publicised, uh, which we won't mention. No. <laughs> but anyway. That I are claiming all kinds of wonderful things and they right. come with wonderful, wonderful uh, um, cost, the price tag. That's right. Yeah. But I think the local honey is fantastic. And there's a great feeling of looking at your jar of honey and knowing that the bees came into your garden and mm. other gardens and collected, uh, you know, the nectar and kept us alive in the process. Yeah, terrific, terrific. So the ham's in the oven and hopefully you won't forget it. And what else will you do for the day? Uh, the first thing I do, uh, uh, Patricia, and I'd say this is not kind of a very correct nose, I light the fire. Okay. But, but I have got, um, I have got uh, smokeless coal. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a gardener, you always have logs. Yeah. Because there are always trees coming down. And you're replacing them, so I, I, I think I'm kind of justifying that. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with lighting the fire, and there's something very comforting and warm about isn't, an open fire on Christmas Day. Isn't there just? Yeah. just I just love it, and it's a great place by which to read a book. Yeah, and then at some stage, I'll always go to the up the hill to the to the church and um, visit the graves. Yeah, there's a great tradition in Ireland of visiting the the graves at Christmas. Yeah. And I think people connect with the people who are gone. And I think I always feel at Christmas that heaven 
and the people who are gone come a little bit closer to us and hopefully they bring a little bit of sense with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there is, and it can be, the visit to the grave can, for recently bereaved, can it can be it very, can be very, very emotional. But you know. you know, Patricia, I think it's a thing that can be comforting too. Yeah. You know, it's a strange thing. I remember Gabriel died at the end of November and I thought, oh God, Christmas is going to kill us. But it didn't actually. There's There's a kind of a sacredness about the Christmas season. In the, in the, in the, in the, you know, go out and walk in the wood or go out into your garden or sitting quietly in the church. You know, it's, um, it's kind of, you know, there's something healing about it. And in a way, I think, you know, Patricia, isn't Christmas all about, um, traditions and memories? Mm-hmm. And, and I think to, to talk about your loved ones who aren't oh, with you. Yeah, and, and, you know, yeah, and talk about the things that you did at Christmas yes. and, you know. And that's and, and and there's something beautiful about that, and 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 I think if you get Christmas cards from from somebody, I got a Christmas card on this morning from a niece. Her my sister died during the year in in Kent, and her it's their first Christmas without their mother. And I got a card saying, you know, it it, it was a hard year. Yeah, she said, yeah. but thanks for making it easier. I think it's very important to comfort the bereaved and to contact them and. Patricia, you know, the Blasket Island people had it. We live in the shelter of each other. We do, we do. We keep each other standing, really. And a simple phone call or like in, even a card. Yeah. Just to let somebody know. That they're you, not alone. Yeah, and that you're thinking about them. Yeah, yeah. it's very important, you know, that kind of support is great. And, um, yeah, and I think it's, it's good to bring an awareness into the world of children about it as well, to take them to visit the crib and to take them to visit them, the family graves and to introduce them to their ancestors in a sense, Patricia, because in a way they're gone, but that's who they came from. Yeah, that's, that's the reason that they're here. That's you the mentioned reason. the crib. You you love your crib. Oh, I love my crib. <laughs> <laughs> we had a discussion la- a couple of weeks ago because um, some... Oh, it was a, it was a, a Church of Ireland bishop was giving the et, the correct etiquette around the crib, and he was saying, you know, the way we put everything into the crib, and he was saying it's wrong. There should be nothing in the crib at the moment, and at midnight tonight you put in Mary, no, no, today you put in Mary and Joseph, and then at midnight you put in the baby Jesus. But but today and in leading up to today, it should be empty with a bit of straw and some animals. Now, and if I went into your house, what's in your crib? Oh, mother of God, Patricia, <laughs> I break all the rules. I know who who said that is Michael Burroughs. He was here with us for a while. Yeah, and oh God, gorgeous men and I thought Michael if the two of us met now we'd have a bit of an argument about that because my 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 creep has boards and um, all sorts of everything because I have a funny feeling you know Patricia that even though the human world um, kind of ignored the crib at the time and uh, there were you know there was no room for them I think the natural world came on board so I'd have I, I actually would have geese and sheep and I have geese in my crib because my mother um, was a great goose woman. We always had geese at home and, and when my mother died years and years ago, I bought little geese um there was some craft crowd making them at the, at the time and I put them into my crib and when I put them in I remember my mother yeah. and then I put you know little bits and pieces that I got from other people over the years and I think it's an act, an act of remembrance as well Yeah and the way I, there's no right or wrong way to there's do no it There's no right it's, or wrong way And to is put, your crib very old? Which is ancient Is it? <laughs> 
I have actually a paper crib that that we had in Listangen where I grew up. <gasps> I, it's it's as though it's, I say it, it's over seventy years old. And then I have the crib that my, my sister, God bless her, uh, minded. I bought it my, with my first pay packet in Killarney. I worked in Killarney my first job back in oh, in the fifties. And I the first thing I did with the first Christmas or my pay my first pay was to buy a crib. A, a, a crib for home and it cost me the grand sum of 17 and 6 pence that was a lot of money a lot of money and, and why why pounds a week <laughs> can you remember why you decided to buy a crib for well you see all we had up to then was a paper crib all right and we used to visit the crib we were going to visit the crib in the church in the market on um, Christmas morning Patricia they'd be queue up and we'd all have to, a big brown penny to put in for the baby Jesus. And so the crib was a big thing. So we had no crib at home to put under the Christmas tree or to put on the window. So, oh, And I was that because your parents couldn't afford it? Or would your mother have felt it was a waste when the paper one was there? She wanted that too, it was grand. No, no, they weren't there, Patricia. Oh, they weren't there. The okay. They were ever in the churches. All right. So that's why they were a big, big thing. You know, and and Patricia, we never saw Santi. I mean, we saw him uh, flying over the Kerry Mountains in a sleigh when we stood on the doorstep <laughs> on Christmas Eve. That was as near as we ever came to Santi. Yeah. You know, so he came down the chimney when we were all in bed. And um, I remember Christmas Eve. I loved the farmyard on Christmas Eve. I loved going out and um, looking at the cows. And I mean... You know, everything was quiet because the geese and there was only the goose and the gander and there was something lovely about a farmyard and, uh, on Christmas Eve. And um, I, I, we, we grew up on the side of he looking out over the Kerry Mountains and uh, we looked over and thought, oh my God, you know, you, when you're a child, you can see everything. You yeah. can, when you you can actually see, see him. You, oh, of course yeah. you could. Yeah. And I remember my father was a great man for the night sky. He'd come out to the doorstep and he'd point out the plough on the Milky Way. And, of course, we could see the star going to Bethlehem without without a shadow of a doubt, like. And then we listened to the, on the radio that time, they, Santa came on the radio and he called out the names of all the children he was going to visit. <laughs> and he was very smart because he just called out the Christian names. Oh, I... And we all waited for our name to be called out. And, of course, it was eventually. <laughs> and he was talking to you and no other Alice. And no other Alice. No. I was the only Alice in his and the, and, the, <laughs> and the Christmas of your childhood, um, Alice, was it was it very much for your parents a time to stop and rest rather than the busyness that's oh there God, today? Yes, because a farm, you see, came to a standstill. You see, the, the you know, the... Um, the geese, you know, were gone to the market. The cows were milking. Whoever was working on the farm finished on, on you know, Christmas Eve. And it work didn't start again then until the 1st of February. So there was a whole... Christmas Eve was the beginning of everything. And people were home from America and from England for Christmas. And they visited around the houses. And you know what they had in the market? They had the organs men's dance. Now, you'd wonder what's the organ yeah. dance doing in the market. But at that time, young fellas all went to organ, sheep herding, to make money. And um, 
then occasionally they came home at Christmas. So there was a special dance, the organ men's dance. Oh, and, I, I um, never heard that. You know, yeah, my mother and father, was, but I think it was the only time my mother and father had a big social occasion. And I can remember my mother being dressed um, to us. It was just amazing. Like, And then as we became teenagers, they are, it still went on. And these organ men came home for Christmas with big hats. <laughs> That was, you know, the the, the cowboy Were they hat. like superstars almost in, in the parish? Su- they were superstars with these big high boots up to their knees that we had never seen. And then they came home. And would you believe it? I mean, this is amazing. I can remember one of them coming and there was this big romance. And she went back with him after Christmas. Oh. And afterwards, I remember seeing Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And I thought, oh, <laughs> God. That's what Seven Brides for Seven Brothers was all about. So we talked was so, oh my God, we talked was so romantic. I remember years afterwards, I went to, to visit Organ. Yeah. And I remember thinking, God, she came. Organ was a very different scenario. You know, there was, they went out there, sheep herding. And I remember one lad, one lad that worked with us for years. And he came from a big family. We were a big family. And that lad left, I say he was 16 or 17. And he went out to Oregon and he went sheep herding. And I remember when I went to Oregon, I said to him, we, we always kept in contact. And I said, Mick, I said, you must take me out where you would. He was camped out for weeks. Months. That was a tough life. A tough life. Yeah. But the only, I remember he telling me the one redeeming feature was he had a, he had a, well, he used to call it the gadget to the piano accordion. Mm. He played music. Yeah. He said yeah. he kept him sane. And that whole notion of people returning home for Christmas was 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 that a very big deal? And oh, people, it was yeah, a huge thing. Yeah, and they, um, I mean, and I remember there was O'Neills lived the next farm to us. They were all in England, and they all came home for Christmas, and they visited us. Yeah, they came, and there was no such thing, Patricia's invitations. Yeah, but it's rambled in and out whenever it suited them, and we did the same. We yeah. rambled in and out, and I remember my mother when I was going down years afterwards. She said, you know, you're the, you're the only one. When I'd go home, I'd still ramble around to the, to the neighbour. She'd say, you're the only one that's still rambling around when you come back. But I, was, I thought, we grew up with that tradition yeah. of there was no invitations. You, you just went in and out, like, and um, that, was, that was just it. And then the other thing that people, I suppose, complain about today is that Christmas starts too early. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure it was back in August we got the first text or phone call in that somebody had seen a selection box inside in a supermarket and the children weren't even back to school yet. The build up to Christmas in your childhood was a much shorter oh, running. They're all totally different because I remember the first introduction to Christmas, there was a little... Santa Claus appeared on the very front page of the cock examiner. Now, he was very small. He was very small. But we waited for him. And he just came. And then we got the, the, fully the master in school uh, where we went to. He never he never told us the date of the Christmas holidays. He left us guessing. <laughs> and it, I don't know why. Like, we said, how could we get knowledge? I think he kind of built up the excitement in a sense. But we were fit, we were fit to kill him. And um, so then we, we actually never got, we were never sure of the holidays until the morning of the holidays. But I remember the Sunday before Christmas, we always went out to collect holly. We went to the, they were, they were the decorations, you see, the holly and the ivy. And yeah. um, there was no such thing. I remember when tinsel came for the first time, oh, Mother of God, it was, there was fierce excitement over it. But we, it was all holly 
and Ivy. And my mother had a thing, um, you know, and I never heard of it since. She used to call them her mottos. Her mottos? No, no, the mottos to me is something, uh, it's verbal. But my mother's mottos were little pictures, faded pictures, no frames. They were cardboard. And they were, one of them was of a senti, which, you know, all the, the toys falling out of the bag. And the other one was in the Holy Family, I think. And I think they must have come from America. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they were kept in a press up in the kitchen, up in the, sorry, up in the parlour, locked up. But they came down Christmas Eve. Oh, boys, was it exciting when they came down. <laughs> One of them went over the fireplace. and But my mother never brought put them up until we had the decorating finished. You see, Patricia, there was five girls in our family. No boys. You know, oh, there was a boy too. There was a boy too, okay. But, but he was the eldest and he kind of looked after the cattle and he came in. But five girls, sure, he didn't get a look into the <laughs> decorating. And my mother didn't put in roadness. We, she left us off. And we brought in big bundles of holly and ivy and sure, we stuck it up the side of the stairs and into the meat hooks of the ceiling. You could, you could hardly find yourself with holly. <laughs> and she never said a word. She just left us at it and... and, and um, she stuffed the goose. <laughs> I can still see her in the middle of it all at the kitchen table. She had this big green dish and um, it was an old enamel dish and that she made, the, she stuffed the goose and she left us do whatever we want to do. And the only thing that was sacred in my mother's eyes was the Christmas candle. Which was lit on Christmas Eve. Huge thing. Yeah. She insisted, whatever you do, keep a bit of red berry holly for the Christmas candle. And you still keep that tradition alive? I still light the candle and I gather as many of them as I can around me to light the candle because I think that's the light at the heart of Christmas. And do you, do you pray? Do you sing? Do we you sing We sing Silent Night. Oh. Very badly. Uh, I does, oh God, it sounds gorgeous. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, we, and I always, every year I think, oh God, I must, get, I must write it out. Because <laughs> everyone forgets the words. Uh, listener said, I love listening to Alice. When I hear her talk about geese, I think of our own parents and how they never wasted a bit. Oh, the no. goose fave was saved to soften the hard leather boots. Wings were saved for dusting or getting into hard to reach corners. Right. We were environmentalists before our time. Oh, they were. That was exactly it. And I can remember the goose grease. That was, that time during the, the I think during the, there was clogs. We, you know, there was a fierce hard leather in the, and the, the goose grease was, was, was meant used. And uh, my mother boiled what she called the giblets, or the, I used to hate looking at them. Yeah. But she used every blessed bit. And I mean, the, the, the goose wing, that was for cleaning down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Every, and the down, she kept the, 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 the feathers and the down for the, the pillows. I mean, we had duvets before we knew it. You did, yeah, and, and they were just weren't called uh, duvets. And actually, you have a very funny chapter in your, your latest book about cooking a goose or cooking a gander. Oh, you, God, yes. you, weren't, you weren't too sure what it was. Hi, uh, Patricia um, and Alice says, the listener on the subject of the crib. My children are grown up now, but when my oldest boy was young, he used to take the crib figures out of the crib and drive them around in a little tractor and trailer. Some people thought it was being disrespectful, but I always thought it was pure innocent and adorable. Oh, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and decorating today, Alice, you love to decorate oh, your home. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. I, I do, and I've always... 
You know, I, I keep the decorations for me. I have an old press in the room back the corridor and I, I box them up and they come out. The same things come out every year. And would you believe one of the decorations of my Christmas tree? Would you believe it now, Patricia? When my daughter, who is now um, expecting a baby at Christmas, which is fierce excitement. Fabulous. We are fabulous. We're away in a manger. But anyway, when she was a little girl, uh, we used to go to Belly Bunyan on holidays. Yeah. And there was a lovely woman, Mrs. Finuke, when we used to stay. And I said, Lena was about three or four. And she gave Lena this lovely little red pocketbook. Mm. And, oh, my God, you know, if, it's, if a child gets something at that, uh, I don't know, from somebody she loves, I suppose, that little pocketbook came home and it went absolutely everywhere. I remember once we were in London and she lost the bloody thing and we had to retrace our footsteps and I thought, this will never be where we left, where it fell. And it was. Wow. wow. So home it came and that little po- pocket book goes on the Christmas tree and Ellie her daughter her little daughter who's now seven I explain I tell Ellie the story of yeah, the and, little pocket book. and she loves to hear that story she of, of Mammy's story. story yeah yeah and that little Ellie came down with me yesterday and stuffed the turkey did she and uh, chopped the Brussels sprouts and you know what she said to me she looked at the turkey well you know now a turkey that isn't um, that's minus his feathers and waiting yeah. to coat isn't a beautiful sight she said to me, Nana, she said, I like my turkeys better when they're brown. <laughs> <laughs> She'd never seen a turkey only coming out of the oven. Uh, uh, and Camille, is there a chance that the baby will be born tomorrow? No, I don't no. think so. I think we'll be we're scheduled for after Christmas. Will we? Well, <laughs> well now I hope he I hope he knows I hope he knows or she knows that. New maybe the New Year's Day baby? Maybe you maybe. never know, but you know, it's great Tim excitement. And, and Tim is three and Tim says he wants a brother and Elisa, she wants a sister. <laughs> so it'll be hard to satisfy everybody. And it'll be a happy surprise and they'll, they'll, they oh, will, they will be great. And regardless, they'll, they'll love the baby and, it's a, and a new baby into the house is, is terrific. Would you wish Alice a very Merry Christmas, says this a text and a Happy New Year. I love to hear her voice. Christmas wouldn't be the same without her, no. <laughs> uh, indeed not. Now we reviewed the Holly Bow uh, with John Dolan um, last month and I know that that's something very much part of your childhood, oh, isn't yeah. it? When, when the holly bow yeah. uh, are, are arrived, and then of course you've got your own tradition in in, in it, Shannon with the candlelight. Oh, how, yeah, the how how did this year's go? Oh, great! I, you know, Patricia, I think, and well, I I, I suppose I'm prejudiced. Every <laughs> year, I think it's good. I think it's the best candlelight we ever did. Go away. It's thirty. This is our thirty-six candlelight. Incre- incredible! Incredible! Yeah. And uh, now, now we can't stop because people would think, well, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> But it's lovely because it's kind of part of Christmas. We sell about a year around 600 to 700 copies and they go all over the world. People from Inishannon get copies and, you know, people that have nothing to do with Inishannon sometimes get candlelight and it keeps people informed about what's going on in the parish. Oh no, it's great. It's you great. And, 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 and I love that idea of it going overseas. We forget that connection and that connection is so important to somebody oh, who's huge. away from home at Christmas. Yeah. You know, I know we miss them over here but we can continue with our traditions but to those that are away it's it's yeah oh that my connection God, is yeah. so how will you spend tomorrow Alice well as I said the first thing I'll do is I'll get up I'll, I'll get up and I'll come down and I'll shove, shove the goose into the egg eh? the, the, the goose the turkey God be with the days of the goose I put the turkey into the oven and I light the fire and I go out in the garden then usually and I have a, I just have a meander around the garden you know pretty sure the bulbs are up 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was actually out in my garden yesterday, and I couldn't believe when I saw it. Yeah, right. that's the mild winter, though, is oh, it? It's a very mild yeah. winter. And you know, a lovely thing happened to me this year. I was giving um, a tree for, for sort of gift. One of my sons wanted to give to somebody, and he knows something about trees. So I was given the selection. So I got, I got the tree anyway. And with the tree, when it arrived, Barry Shannon, God bless him, sent a bag of bulbs. And I thought, hallelujah. Now I think maybe it's a strange time of the years to be planting bulbs. But I thought, well, they won't grow on the back porch. So I went out in the back and I planted them in tubs, alliums and tulips. And should they come up sometime? Yeah, they will. Absolutely. Dennis Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald is an old school friend of Alice. He wants oh, to wish her. Uh, <laughs> what do you call him, Denny Fitz? We call him Denny Fitz. Uh, well, yeah. well, he calls himself Dennis Fitzgerald now. Uh, he wants to wish you a happy Christmas. And Mary in Northcock says her mother used to rear turkeys to sell at Christmas, but the mother used to always have to go out and buy a goose as they wouldn't eat the turkeys because they yeah. looked on them as friends. Oh God! Yeah. Oh. Actually, we were so used to geese as well. We did the turkeys were were, were kind of a later introduction. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think it was white turkeys came first, as far as I can remember. And they were a huge novelty, like. Well, listen, and we... then they, 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 the posh people had turkeys, but now the posh people have geese. That's it. It's, <laughs> isn't, it mad, isn't it mad how times turn around? Listen, once again, as always, it's always a pleasure to chat with you on uh, Christmas Eve, Alice. Have a wonderful Christmas. And you too, Patricia. A happy new year. And we'll, we'll speak again in 2020. Yes. God bless. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas to you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. This is Cork Today. Cork Today. With Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest hits. C103. Adonde sea que yo esté. Tu corazón alcanzaré Y una sonrisa en tu mirada pintaré No habrá distancia entre los dos Al viento volaré mi voz Con mis deseos a tu alma Llegaré Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. My heart Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Feliz Navidad
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. That is Michael Buble and Felice Navidad. A couple of texts in. Thank you, Patricia, for playing the first Noel. Lots of love and happy Christmas to all the family. Thank you for that. Looking forward to hearing you in 2020 from Eamon and Mary. Thank you, Eamon, Eamon and Mary. And many happy returns to you and yours. And thank you to Eileen. Happy Christmas to you and your family too, um, Eileen. And uh, hi, Patricia. Wishing you all a very happy Christmas at C103. Just acknowledge that I received the poem Remembered Joy. Thanks, as I lost my husband 12 years ago after a very short illness, uh, thanking you. Oh, that was the poem that we read out with Joe Heffernan last week. That was beautiful, yeah. It's just remembering lost, uh, the loved ones that we've lost at Christmas. And it is a time, it is a time to reflect and to remember them. And it can be very painful if the loss has been recent. But uh, hopefully, you know, at 12 years, hopefully you're at a stage where you're at the other side of that awful bereavement journey and that you're able to look back and smile at the memories. I think that's such a lovely, lovely thing to do at this time of year. Now, if you get a brand new smartphone or a brand new tablet for Christmas, then the must-have app so that you can take us with us no matter where you go. Uh, download the C103 app and you can listen to all of your favourite shows on the go. And if Santa, by the way, happens to bring you a smart speaker this year, ask it to play C103. So on your new phone, your tablet or your smart speaker, we're here for you at uh, C103. How do you prevent yourself turning into a Christmas pudding with all of the calorific festive indulgence ahead? Now, it's something that I always feel the run up to Christmas. Oh, you know, when it comes to Christmas Day itself, I think we just forget about the calories and all that. But for others, people are really worried, particularly I think if you've been losing weight all year and you're doing really well, you don't want to have this big binge on Christmas Day and you'll undo all of the damage that's taken you months and months and months to do. So a new study has come out. It's from the Journal of Epidermiology and Community Health and it's providing us all with some guidance as to how many minutes or miles of physical activity we would all need to do to burn off the calories in a particular food or a particular drink. And the theory behind the study is that if we knew in advance that we might think twice about tucking in maybe to that second mince pie or maybe to that first serving of plum pudding. Some of the examples that they give, eating 229 calories in a small bar of milk chocolate. So that's probably four or five actual chocolates out of the box or the tin. It would require you to walk 42 minutes of walking or 22 minutes of running to burn off that small little piece of chocolate. If you applied that to Christmas, um, it would require Olympic levels of exercise. For example, a portion of Christmas put. They reckon an average 
portion of Christmas pudding is about 416 calories. 81 minutes of exercise to burn that off. A mince pie contains about 260 calories. It's not too bad, is it? 51 minutes of walking and you're away with it. And uh, Safe Food, who of course we who we spoke with on the programme trying to keep everybody safe with the cooking of the turkey. Remember a few weeks ago and we got inundated with questions about the turkey. So good luck if you're cooking your turkey tomorrow. Uh, they, they say exercise should be part of our Christmas Day list. And by doing that, it's going to help. But there are also other ways of reducing the calories. I mean, they give examples like, for starters, leave the fatty cheeses aside. And instead, as a starter, try a melon or other fresh fruits, a leafy salad, maybe get some smoked salmon. And then turkeys. Most people will be having a turkey tomorrow. The turkey meat is naturally low in fat. So what do you do with the turkey? You avoid the skin. Though, of course, this because it's, that's where all the fat lies. So try and take the skin off and don't eat the skin. With the ham, leave the fat on your ham while it's roasting as it'll keep the meat moist. But then you trim it off before serving and a honey roast ham which our Alice was only talking about this morning, they suggest that that is is the best option and it is certainly the most uh, festive. When you're doing, you're making your gravy, allow the juices to settle so that you can skim off all the fat before making it. If you're doing stuffing, they suggest instead of sausage stuffing, try a breadcrumb version, which I always think is by far the best version rather than the sausage one. Potatoes, roast them separately from the turkey. That cuts out on the animal fat. They say use a little vegetable oil rather than butter leave the potatoes whole the smaller they are the more fat they will absorb oh, but see, the smaller ones the ones that are gorgeous because they go lovely and crunchy and crisp and of course the reason they go crunchy and crisp for that reason they're absorbing so much of the fat uh, vegetables fill up on plenty of vegetables but avoid having butter or rich sauces pudding have it with custard made with low fat milk rather than cream or brandy butter alcohol always have a glass of water when you're drinking alcohol Cutting down by one glass of wine will save you 100 calories. And then the portion sizes, keep an eye on your portion sizes so you don't end up eating more than usual. Okay, that's the advice from all of the experts from Safe Food are from the, the study that came out showing how much walking you have to do. But as I say, I think for the one day of the year, we can all kind of forget about it. But for those of you that are worried about it, we said we would give it a mention. It is the least that we can do. And of course, all of those people that are going off on their Christmas Day swims or the people that are doing the goal mile, you'll have nothing to worry about at all. You'll have no guilty conscience tomorrow because you'll have done your exercise and you'll be able to come home and then talk into as much as uh, you like. And I want to wish the very best of luck to everybody involved in the Dumanway Community Christmas Dinner. I imagine the lads and lassies are very busy today doing all of the prep work for it. We spoke with Joe, one of the organisers, a number of weeks ago. It's a wonderful, wonderful community event that will be held tomorrow in Cox's Hall. They'll be serving Christmas dinner. Dinner They open at 11 and they serve Christmas dinners through until 3 o'clock. And it's for people who, for one reason or another, just don't want to be on their own on Christmas Day. They'd like a little bit of company. They're not up to cooking a Christmas dinner uh, themselves. And you can still book a slot if you haven't got your name in. You can still get your name into Joe at 85 865-9782 and they are really an organised bunch down in Dunmanway because they even have arranged transport because they're conscious and aware that not everyone will be able to transport themselves to and from Cox's Hall so they're looking after that as well. I just think that's a 
lovely, lovely event and I, I'd love to see more communities come together and organise. It takes a lot of work. I, I appreciate that. But I just think it's such a lovely thing to do for the volunteers to give up so many hours on Christmas Day to help out people who would be on their own um, and let them have, you know, a wonderful, joyous Christmas as well. And then, you know, if it wraps up at three o'clock and they can head home to their own houses uh, as well. So we acknowledge and say... Big up to everybody at the Dumanwick Community Christmas Dinner and we hope that they have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow. 1850-333-103. Bernie is taking your calls. If there's any requests in particular that you want to play for loved ones here or maybe abroad listening to us online, if you want to give a shout out to family not with you this year, feel free to contact us. You can text or WhatsApp 86 103 C103 Jobs With Hewitt College Now enrolling for Christmas Junior and Leaving Certificate Revision courses Your success is built on their experience See hewittcollege.ie Full-time fence erectors are wanted for North and West Cork areas. You need to have good English and you need to have a full driver's licence. A childbinder is wanted in Mornabi. That's to take care of two children. It's a five-year-old and an 18-month-old. It's three days per week and it will be during the school term time. Full-time care staff are required for Maria Goretti Nursing Home. That's in Kilmallock. And general operatives with mechanical experience wanted to help welders and pipe fishers. And that's in the East Cork uh, area. If you'll find all of the details and more job opportunities by going online now, just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850, 333, 103. 1915 on Christmas Day. On the western front, the guns all died away. And lying in the mud on bags of sand We heard a German sing from no man's land He had a tenor voice so pure and true The words were strange but every note we knew Soaring o'er the living dead and down The Germans sang of peace from no man's land They left their trenches and then we left ours Beneath tin hats they smiled just like wildflowers With photos, cigarettes and pots of wine we built a soldier's truce on the front line Their singer was a lad of 21 We begged another song before the dawn And sitting in the mud and blood and fear He sang again the song Silent night, no cannons roar 
really is beautiful isn't it that is Tommy Fleming and uh, Christmas 1915 and before the historians start to argue and say it couldn't have been that must have been, they've, they've named the song wrong it's the song goes under Christmas 1915 but yeah but that event possibly did happen in Christmas 1914 not in 1915 but we won't argue over that it's just it's a beautiful beautiful song and I think that's a particularly nice version from Tommy Fleming and certainly some of our listeners agree D in Goline oh Patricia thank you for playing Tommy Fleming it's my favourite Christmas song oh good to hear that D happy Christmas to you and your family and all at C103 many happy returns uh, to you uh, D and another listener says oh Trish my favourite Christmas tune the lovely Tommy Fleming No Man's Land sad but so beautiful I've literally stopped doing everything in the kitchen and sat to listen to it. I always love to hear when people do that and it's important I know it can be a busy day today for the people that are prepping for tomorrow for the big day but it's nice to just take a time out like that and stop and just uh, be in the moment so I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy that. Okay, 1850 We're going to take a break and then I'm joined live in studio by singer-songwriter Hank Woodell. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven days delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie 
The C103 Cork Diary is a free service to help non-profit organisations all over Cork. So, if you're a community group or a charity that's holding a fundraising event or meeting, send us the details at least one week in advance and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email info at c103.ie. The Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. C103. Abbeylands Nursing Home in Kildare is a well-established care home, providing quality care for our residents since 2005. Our experienced staff are on hand to engage in a variety of activities, including day trips and serving fantastic food from our highly skilled chefs. Set in over six acres of landscaped gardens, Abbeylands is a homely and loving environment for all its residents. Secure and specialist care is provided in our dedicated Alzheimer's suite. Call 022-25090 or visit abbeylandsnursinghome.com. Mallow Recycling Centre is open Tuesday and Friday from 9am to 12.30 and 1.30 to 4.30 and open Saturdays till 1. Recycling cardboard, paper, plastics, paint, electrical goods, scrap metal, glass and grass cuttings. Sofas and mattresses are accepted and some items may involve an additional charge. Call Mallow Recycling Centre on 022-508-30. Hi, this is Niall O'Sullivan of O'Sullivan's Pharmacy. Just reminding you that our late night pharmacy at Dano's Super Value Mallow is open every day until 9pm over the Christmas holidays, except Christmas Day when we'll be closed. Everybody at O'Sullivan's Pharmacy would like to wish all our customers a happy Christmas and a healthy new year. So I'll see you there or at our other store at Bank Place Mallow. At Borabwee Co-op Farm and DIY Store, we're all about plumbing, electrical goods, farm inputs and convenience. Our farm store is open six days a week, including all day Saturday. At our super value, we offer a night hatch service till 10pm and diesel in our forecourt 24-7. Borabwee Co-op and Super Value Borabwee, at the heart of the community. For car, truck and agri needs, call to O'Sullivan's Tires of Ballydeheen Industrial Estate Mallow. Need a new tyre? An expert service. 3D wheel alignment. Balancing our light focusing, O'Sullivan's Tires does it all. Plus, they offer a 24-hour breakdown service. Call to O'Sullivan's Tires, Ballydeheen Industrial Estate today, within walking distance of Mallow Town. Follow C103 on Facebook. Join us today and stay up to date with everything happening across Cork. Simply search Facebook for C103. Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. Now Cork-based singer-songwriter Hank Waddell joins me in studio to chat about his Christmas CD and we're also going to get him uh, to sing live as well. Good morning to you, Hank. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, you, you, the headphones are optional. Do you want to leave them? You don't, do, you don't have to wear them if you don't want to. Um, good morning to you. You're welcome. Now, Christmas CD is called Charlie's on a Cold Cork Christmas Eve and it contains four tracks the main song it's really it's paying tribute isn't it to Charlie's Bar which is on, on Union Key in Cork tell me about the song and how it all came about well Ray Barron and I have been playing in Charlie's Bar every Monday night since 1994 and all kinds of people come and go punters musicians singers songwriters and they join us or they don't join us. And uh, we've had a steady crowd there for 25 years on a Monday night. But we've also played there every Christmas Eve night. And it used to be kind of when our families were younger. Yeah. We're both grandfathers now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they would come in on Christmas Eve and you get a few stragglers that would getting off buses and trains. But in the past few years, it's been packed uh, on Christmas but, Eve. But night. is it unusual th- to have a residency for 25 years? I don't know if it's unusual, um, but I, I think it's pretty remarkable that we have been there for 25 years in that um, 
you know, some places I've seen venues rise and fall. Mm. That's the nature of the game um, and the nature of the business. Like, you know, places will be hot for a while. But Charlie's has got a certain thing about it in that it's not huge. But the space to play in is quite interesting. And you get all kinds of bands playing there, hard rock bands, folk bands. It has a trad session every Sunday. We're there every Monday. There's rock bands on Fridays and Saturday nights. And like it is a musical pub. It is a musical pub, and mm. it holds about 90 people when it's full. Mm. You know, 100 nice people Nice crowd. There. Yeah. And, nice size. And the sound, the, the shape of the room, such that the sound, you don't necessarily need monitors when you're, like, you know, you see a band that'll have monitors on stage. It's just got the right sound there. And the woman who owns the place, Magella Bradley, uh, she's no-nonsense. Uh, Has she been there for the 25 years? She's been there for the 25 okay. years that we've been there. Was that it was Charlie's before that. Before that, it was the riverboat. There's a whole, there was a whole strip of pubs there in Union Key. People might remember that. There used to be the lobby, and I played in the lobby quite a bit. That's gone now. Um, but Charlie's has remained, and that's and the song is kind of a celebration of that. You know, um, I wrote it with um, a woman called Coral O'Sullivan. She's a great oboist. And uh, another writing partner, a fellow called Brian, Brian Carroll. Brian was in Princess Street with me, and he plays a lot of gigs with me. And we put the song together after another friend in New York City, Tom Clark. Some re listeners out there might remember my friend Tom Clark. I'm sure they do. He comes regularly enough from New York City. He put out the challenge. I want everyone to write a Christmas song. Send it to me. So I kind of started as a joke writing about Charlie's, because he loves Charlie's when he comes here. Okay. But uh, this woman, Coral, picked up in it, and she... Uh, she and she has a particular reason for, yes, for writing yes. this year. She lost a partner. And yeah, we all lost a friend, and uh, she. So it touches the song, touches on that as it well. It touches on that, and it touches on being in there and some of the characters that have been in there. I name check a few characters. Yeah, that are in yeah. there all the time. And there's a lovely video that I spotted yesterday on YouTube, made by Kieran Murphy, a great photographer, and he's like the house photographer for um, a few pubs, but Charlie's in particular. He's captured quite a few. Great images. You saw them. I did, yeah. yeah. It's well worth taking a look at up on, 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 you, on, on YouTube. YouTube yeah. I got a link, I think, from your Facebook page if people want to see it because it's well worth um, seeing it. And did you just give him free reign and say, off you go put the video together? Here's I, the yes, stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did, actually, because I've seen his images through the years and I said, you know what to do. Yeah, he's and a good he, guy. He's, yeah. a, he's a good guy. Yeah. OK, we've done enough talking about it. It's time to hear it. Okay. Um, here it is. Band are playing next. 
I love the festive lights on Oliver Plunkett's street. As I hustle my way from the chalet, my love and I to meet. Crossing Parnell Place and Bridge from the ashes of the Phoenix Rise. Inside old Charlie's door So raise your glass And sing your song To the heart that yearns for thee Your charm, your grace Your warm embrace Sweet Charlie's by the lead And let the bells ring out at the end of it. That is Charlie's on a cold cork at Christmas Eve. It really is lovely. Hank Howes, it's by Hank Waddell and Ray Barron. How has it been received? I mean, I've, I've assumed you've been singing it in Charlie's. Well, yeah, I sang it in Charlie's last night. been singing it for the past month in Charlie's. I, it's, with Robbie Barron, Ray's son, it's pretty much taken up my year in terms of recording. We recorded three other tracks with this. Yeah. Um, and I went to New York in February and recorded some people over there as well. Some of the choruses there were recorded in New York City with my friend Tom and another fellow called Craig and a girl who's living over there, Caroline Wilkins. She's from Cork. She's over there. She's working over there, but she's a singer as well. And I got them all together and we all sang the choruses. That's and then great. another friend, a bluegrass banjo player, a guitar player, a fellow by the name of Boo Reiners, they, uh, he put some banjo on it and uh, you know the way you can record these days we did it mainly with Robbie Robbie Barron produced it in his uh, in their studio the family studio that the Barons have and uh, there's a Butterman man playing uh, pedal steel in it Dave Murphy he's the pedal steel player of choice in yeah. these here parts Okay. and everyone just sort of like sent their stuff in and Robbie did a great job mixing it. Yeah, so technology it, is incredible today. It is. You don't have you to have do. everyone in a room together like you did. Like was, you had to wonder. It was a wonderful, really wonderful thing to do to get it all together. And like I said, there's three other songs on it. So that's what it's been like. Um, it's been getting some airplay. Um, and it's, you know, we made a limited run of like 
a couple of hundred CDs, which are pretty much all sold out. Like, you know? voilà. And a nice response to the video. And I'm glad you liked the video. Yeah, video. But I think the thing great. is, it'll be there every year. I have learned one thing about it, and I will say it to anyone that's put, thinking of putting a Christmas song out. There's, and you know this as a DJ, there are thousands of Christmas songs. Yeah, on radio. I was kind of was aware of it, but I really found out this year. There's Hawaiian Christmas songs, there's heavy metal Christmas songs, jazz, country and western. Yeah. You know, there's every culture's got a Christmas song or a bunch of Christmas songs. But it shouldn't stop you if you've got something. I mean, no, we really no. believe in this. And, 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 I, I'm glad and you I, like do, it. I do think you, you've got something with it. It, it. it is fabulous. Talking about New York, do you go back to New York much? Do, do? I've always gone back to New York. I moved to Mallow in 74. And uh, I started going back in around 1980, and since then I've been regularly going back. That's the very short story. I mean, yeah. I'm based here. Yeah. Here is home. My mother still lives in Mallow. My sister and my nieces still live in Mallow. I but, live in Cork, so that's home. And when, when you came from New York, I yeah. mean, from the bright lights of New York to Mallow, mm-hmm. I mean, seeing as it's Christmas Eve, was Christmas very different for you when when you came back when you came to Mallow, having come from New York? Yes. It was all very different back in 74. Um, it's funny, but during the song we were talking about, I used to play in the hospitals and stuff like that. On my very first Christmas, I was brought to Mallow Hospital, General Hospital, to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talk about it, I, I was then... And that was something you wouldn't have done in New York? No, no. not at all. No. But I was brought out to play in Mallow Hospital, and then I was dropped home to Glen and R, and then I was told, going home, put your guitar in, put on your Christmas clothes, my mother said, and walk over to Sullivan's place, which is what I did. Yeah. And the, the, the town was completely empty. Yeah. Like, completely empty. It, it probably is not like that now. No. But, I mean, the, the, like, everything stopped. Yeah. That's the way it was. Yeah, and everybody went home to their, to their families. I, I, was, yeah. I, I was surprised at how empty the town was. But it a couple was, of people straggling around. But it was interesting to talk about that your career. Your first live audience would have been in that hospital nursing home setting. My first live audience was on the boat that we came over from New York to Cork. We came over in a boat, the Mikhail Lermontov, a Russian boat. And what age are you? I was 11. That was my very first. And you had your guitar. I had my guitar. And my sister Maura played as well. There was like a kid's, uh, uh, not talent competition, talent show. We were all, like, there was no prizes or anything like that. It was just a talent competition that was on the boat, or a talent show that was on the boat. And I played My Sweet Lord. And, uh, how long car- did the boat another, how- uh, another song how, how long did the boat trip take it took seven days <laughs> and that was slow but it was wonderful because my parents made the decision to come over on a boat instead of a plane a plane it's over in five or six hours but yeah. a boat was a transition and I always say it was very interesting when I left the United States on August the 2nd in 1974 Richard Nixon was the president he was about to be impeached hmm. but he actually <laughs> resigned before that happened yeah he did and uh, by the time I got to Cove, uh, seven days later, on the 9th of August, Gerald Ford was the president because Nixon had resigned. Things don't all change, that, really, do no, they? All that happened while you were out at sea, okay? While well, I was at sea, yeah. And you brought your guitar with you today. I did. I you're did. Gonna, what are you going to sing for us? Well, I'll tell you what. Says so he getting up to get the guitar for us because you have to... Have I a, think Ray and I always thought of doing this song anyway, but we did it. It's a song by the band, the band that released the night old, they drove old Dixie down and oh. take a load off Annie and all that. They did a Christmas song um, in around 1976-77. It's called Christmas Will Speed Tonight. Now, before I play it, I'll tell you about this song. This song 
was the direct inspiration for Fairy Tale of New York in that the Pogues manager, a fellow by the name of Frank Murray, yeah. who died about this time three years yeah, ago, yeah. big loss. Frank was an amazing guy and apparently said to the Pogues, if you can write a Christmas song as good as this, you'll have a hit. And they did. And and I only heard the other day, makes one million every year for Shane McGowan and the Pogues on royalties, just on that song, just from the plays at Christmas. There you go. All right. But this is this is the song that ins- that they were inspired. Told. Yeah, okay. they told you. And it's called Christmas Must Be Tonight, and it's okay. the second track. Christmas Must Be Tonight again. Come down to the manger, see the little stranger, wrapped in swathing clothes. He's the Prince of Peace. The wheels start turning. Torches start burning And the holy wise men Journey from the east How a little baby boy Bring the people so much joy The son of a carpenter Mary carried the light This must be Christmas Must be tonight shepherd on a hillside over my flock I abide on a cold winter night a band of angels sing in a dream I heard a voice saying fear not come rejoice it's the end of the beginning won't you praise the newborn king how a little baby boy bring the so much joy, son of a carpenter. A Mary carried the light. This must be Christmas, must be tonight. And I saw it with my own eyes, written up in the skies. Oh, but why a simple herdsman such as I? Then it came to pass He was born at last Right below the star that shines on high How a little baby boy Bring the people so much joy The son of a carpenter Mary carried the light This must be Christmas Must be tonight Son of a carpenter, Mary carried the light. This must be Christmas, must be tonight. Be tonight. It must be tonight. Wow, I love. I'd never heard that song before. I mean, I played it on the on the on your. Your uh, the, the the CD, CD. you'd give me, and I'd never heard it before. It really is lovely, isn't yeah, it? It's a, it's a stunning it's, song. It's written by Robbie Robertson of the band, 
And singing with me on that is Mary Green. You know Green Shine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary, yeah, Mary's yeah, singing on that. Yeah. She really, in, she she sings on another track on that. Yeah, it's great. So, it, it really is lovely. So you're going to be in Charlie's tonight. Charlie's tonight it's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. Eve yeah. It is. is <laughs> does that prove to be a late one, or are you all very no, sensible? No, actually, the thing about it is, is that it, it's over by eleven on. Is it? So people night. go home. But yeah. people still come off buses and trains and planes and stuff, and they hit Charlie's before they go home. Yeah, and that's, that's part of their tradition, that's isn't part it? Of their tradition yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and of course. Charlie's will be closed Christmas Day. There's always that argument, especially when they opened on Good Friday. Do you think? Do you think it's right and proper that the pubs close on Christmas Day? Um, well, what can I say? Um, you know, I think if they want to close on Christmas Day, they should. If it's going to stay open, and people want to go. I, I don't know what to say about that. You know, I yeah. mean, like I said, when I came to Mallow in 1974, the town was empty on Christmas Day. There was a peacefulness about it, but. You know, it's still nice to have, I think, have the day for families. I mean, if it's open, I, yeah. I think the thing is, if it's, um, yeah, times have moved on and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. How will you spend Christmas Day? I will spend it with my family. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, uh, yeah, this is interesting because it's the first year that all our kids are away. Oh, okay. That's we a tough grand, We have grandkids now. Yeah. Uh, and they'll come visit us. And, uh, that's the way it's been, yeah. And does music feature when you get out the guitar? Will you sing? Will you play? Well, we had a... I played in Dublin last Friday. Saturday. And we had a family dinner, but I had to leave it early. So I took the guitar and sang with my uncle there. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Maybe. <laughs> you know, it depends. It's it's not necessarily a thing I'll do. I might yeah, I think we always seem to assume that just because somebody's yeah, singing, of course on, you're going to be singing on Christmas yeah, Day. I'm playing on Stevens's Day. I'm playing all next week, like you know. And li- live music, alive and well in Cork. Is it going well? Are the venues there? Or the oh, there's definitely a change in there. Is there? Is it better so, yeah. for good? I don't know. Is it good? You don't know. I, well, like it's okay for me. I mean, like you know, like so I'm a grandfather now and I'm established in Cork. I don't know what it's like for anyone that's starting off. All I can say is that uh, hopefully you, you make your own scene. You know what I mean? That's It's tough, though. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It is tough. But anything that's worth doing is tough, right? Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. That, and that's the truth. When and you started out, it was tough. No, it wasn't yes, an exactly. easy ride. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I, I'm not one for saying, oh, it was so much better in the old days. Yeah, no, no, you have no, to. It's, it's, you worked hard to get where you are today. Yeah, you know? it's, it's always meant to be tough. Yeah. But I do feel for people that are starting off and wanting to try and make a life or a lifestyle out of it. I feel for them, like, you know, it's not what it was. But it can turn as well, like, you know. And again, you have to do, you have to make whatever it is. You've got to make it your own. Well, you look at some of those kids coming up who went the busking route. I mean, that's a hard slog. And it's fantastic to see them make the way. You know, Luce Capaldi was one of the ones he started as a busking. Look at him now. Do you know what I mean? But they put the time and the effort into it. I think those reality shows where people get famous overnight. That's the the problem. Everyone wants to be famous overnight. And it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. There's no longevity. It's such an illusion. Yeah, yeah. It's such an illusion. All right. It's always a pleasure to have you in studio, Hank. Good luck with the CD. Good luck in charities tonight. I'm sure it'll be packed and everybody will will enjoy it. Merry Christmas to everyone I know. Uh, family and friends and a Merry Christmas to you too thank you for joining us in the studio good morning here's another Christmas hit on C103 with your local mace going the extra smile this Christmas and wishing you a stocking full of happiness
Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Driving home for Christmas, yeah Well, I'm moving down that line And it's been so That's a very appropriate song, I think, for the day that's in it. Chris Ria on C103, driving home for Christmas. And needless to say, a nod to anybody listening to us at the moment who is driving home for Christmas. Just 
keep a Keep your eye on the road, keep safe, take your breaks if you're going to be doing long journeys. And if everybody just takes it nice and easy, everybody will get home in time and everyone will get home nice and refreshed. And actually, I was keeping a lookout on the roads to see what's happening on the roads. I know earlier this morning uh, we were hearing that certainly for Cork City, there was no major delays in the city. All the schools, of course, are closed and a lot of workplaces have already not as many commuters out on the road. But as we've gone through the morning, traffic starting to build. All the, the usual places like going in and out of supermarkets and the shopping centres as a busyness just everybody just needs to take it nice and handy I know we also heard that it's slow on the N22 into McCroom from the Kerry side and I'm assuming that's got a lot to do with as well uh, people driving home for Christmas and actually we had a text in to tell us from the, the Cross River Ferry in Cove where did that go that the ferry stops at 21.30 today, Christmas Eve and it will return at 6.30am on the 2nd of January and the Cross River Ferry in Cove want to wish a happy Christmas to one and all from everyone at Cross River Ferries but the last ferry in Cove 21.30 tonight and then it's not running over Christmas back though on the 2nd of January at half past six. Okay, we- You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. This is Cork Today, Cork Today. with Patricia Messenger on C103. Day 1 Dear Nola, thank you very much for your lovely present of a partridge in a pear tree. We're getting the hang of feeding the partridge now, although it was difficult at first to win its confidence. It bit the mother rather badly in the hand, but they're good friends now, and we're keeping the pear tree indoors in a bucket. Thank you again. Yours affectionately, Gubnet O'Lunacy. Day 2 Dear Nola, I cannot tell you how surprised we were to hear from you so soon again and to receive your lovely present of two turtle doves. You really are too kind. At first, the partridge was very jealous and suspicious of the doves, and they had a terrible row on the night the doves arrived. We had to send for the vet. But the birds are okay again, and the stitches is due to come out in a week or two. The vet's bill was £8, but the mother is over her annoyance now, and the doves and the partridge are watching the telly from the pear tree as I write. Yours ever, Gobnet. Day 3. Dear Nola, We must be foremost in your thoughts. I had only posted my letter when the three French hens arrived. There was another sort out between the hens and the doves who sided with the partridge, and the vet had to be sent for again. The mother was raging because the bill was £16 this time, but she has almost cooled down. However, the fact that the bird's droppings keep falling down on her hair while she's watching the telly doesn't help matters. Thanking you for your kindness, I remain your governor. Day 4. Dear Nola, you mustn't have received my last letter when you were sending us the four calling birds. There was pandemonium in the pear tree again last night, and the vet's bill was £32. The mother is on sedation as I write. I know you meant no harm, and remain your close friend, Gobnet. Day 5. Nola, your generosity knows no bounds. Five gold rings! When the parcel arrived, I was scared stiff that it might be more birds, because the smell in the living room is atrocious. However, I don't want to seem ungrateful for the beautiful rings. Your affectionate friend, Gubnet. Day 6. Nola, what are you trying to do to us? It isn't that we don't appreciate your generosity, 
But the six geese have not alone nearly murdered the calling birds, but they laid their eggs on top of the vet's head from the pear tree, and his bill was £68 in cash. My mother is munching 60 grains of Valium a day and talking to herself in a most alarming way. You must keep your feelings for me in check, Governor. Day 7. Nola, we are not amused by your little joke. Seven swans a-swimming is a most romantic idea, but not in the bath of a private house. We cannot use the bathroom now because they have gone completely savage and rush the door every time we try to enter. If things go on this way, the mother and I will smell as bad as the living room carpet. Please lay off. It is not fair, Governor. Day 8. Nola, who the hell do you think gave you the right to send eight hefty maids of milk in here to eat us out of house and home? Their cattle is all over the front lawn and has trampled the hell over the mother's rose beds. The swans invaded the living room in a sneak attack, and the ensuing battle between them and the calling birds, turtle doves, French hens and partridge made the Battle of the Somme seem like Wanderley Wagon. The mother is on a bottle of whiskey a day as well as the 60 grains of Valium. I'm very annoyed with you, Governor. Day 9. Listen, you louser. There's enough pandemonium in this place night and day without nine drummers drumming, while the eight flaming maids of milking is beating me poor old alcoholic mother out of her own kitchen and gobbling everything in sight. I'm warning you, you're making an enemy of me, Governor. Day 10. Listen, manure face. I hope you'll be haunted by the strains of the tin pipers piping which has sent to torment us last night. They were aided in their evil work by those maniac drummers and it wasn't a pleasant sight to look out the window and see eight hefty maids of milking pogoing round with the ensuing punk rock uproar. My mother has just finished her third bottle of whiskey on top of 124 grains of Valium. You'll get yours. Governor all lunacy. Day 11. You have scandalised my mother, you dirty Jezebel. It was bad enough to have eight maids of milk and dancing to punk music on the front lawn. But they've now been joined by your friends, the eleven lords a-leaping. And the antics of the whole lot of them would leave the most decadent days of the Roman Empire looking like outlook. I'll get you yet, you old bag. Day 12. Listen, slurry head, you have ruined our lives. The twelve maidens dancing turned up last night and beat the living daylights out of the eight maids of milking because they found them carrying on with the eleven lords a-leaping. Meanwhile, the swans got out of the living room where they'd been hiding since the big battle and savaged hell out of the lords and all the maids. There were eight ambulances here last night and the local civil defence as well. The mother is in a home for the bewildered and I'm sitting here up to me neck in birds droppings, empty whiskey and valium bottles, birds blood and feathers where the flaming cows eats the leaves off the pear tree. I'm a broken man. Come to show lunacy. <laughs> Well done, Frank Kelly. <laughs> it just—it makes me smile every single year when I play it, and it doesn't look like I'm on my own. Uh, some of you are texting about it, uh, including one from Anne to say, "Ah, Trish, thanks for playing Twelve Days of Christmas. It wouldn't be Christmas Eve without it. Have a fab Christmas, and have a Christmas to all the staff at C103, and many happy returns uh, to you, Anne. And a lot of other people agreeing with that—that that it is such a great, great uh, song. And hi, Patricia, thanks for playing all of our favourite Christmas songs today, and thanks for bringing what you bring to the listeners 
it's uh, well that's my pleasure happy Christmas to you and yours and many happy returns a Merry Christmas to my dad says this texture Mick and all the family in Hazelwood and a Happy New Year and that comes in from Stephen and Eva thank you for that Teresa in Bantry wants to wants me to offer a word of warning to people and says hi Patricia will you tell people not to give kittens at Christmas as presents at Christmas as when the novelty wears off they're then dumped around the towns and villages to fend for themselves or worse Happy Christmas to all at C103 from Teresa in, ba- in Bantry goodness it would be absolute lunacy to even consider giving anyone a present of a kitten at Christmas I know we constantly give out the reminders and we did it again this year about how a dog is not for Christmas and we were talking about how Dogs Trust suspended their adoptions and adoptions are very and rehoming is so important to Dogs Trust but they feel so strongly about anyone taking on a pet at this time of year that they suspended their rehoming from last weekend. I think it was Friday of the week before was the last day that they allowed dogs to go to their new forever homes and they just stopped it. People are still could go to Dogs Trust and look at the dogs and try to pick a dog for the new year but they were saying we are not handing out any dogs or pups over Christmas and particularly puppies because it's so important those early few weeks but giving kittens a Christmas present I haven't come across that one before but obviously Teresa has so she gives it out as a word of warning and we know that all the dog and the cat homes in the weeks after Christmas it is their busiest time because people make a decision to take on an animal and then for whatever reason they thought it was right at the time and then comes to the new year and they don't want to do any of the work that's involved in it and suddenly the animal shelters are getting phone calls saying can you take in this animal please and at least they're kind of the responsible people if you can use responsible in inverted commas and they don't just dump them out it's when, when I hate it. what I hate is when I hear of an animal being dumped I mean we had that little dog yesterday in West Cork that was still trying to find the owners of that little blind dog that they reckon was well looked after well cared for but I'm still wondering has his owner passed away and was there just no one to look after the dog even though you'd assume there would be someone would be able to come forward and say the thing is nobody's come forward to say yes I know exactly who that dog is so yeah if you end up with an animal that you don't want please don't just dump it and don't abandon it give it into one of the many fantastic shelters that we have let's see if we can relocate a owner with a Samsung mobile phone this was found on the road between Glantan and Lombardstown this morning so either somebody out for an early morning stroll or somebody coming back late last, last night might have dropped their phone on the Glantan Lombardstown this morning. Is that your phone? 086 345 because it would be great to return that phone to whoever owns it. And of course we know lots of people getting new phones for Christmas if you are under Santa Claus. It's got a lot of phones I'm told in his sack this year and if you do get yourself a brand new smartphone or a new tablet for Christmas then you need to download the must have app so you can take us everywhere. We're reminding people to download the C103 app and listen to your favourite shows on the go and if Santa brings you a smart speaker for Christmas then make sure to ask it to play C103. So on your new phone, your tablet or your smart speaker make sure that you bring Cork's C103 with you no matter where you go. Happy Christmas to all at C103 from Anthony Pickford in Limerick. Thank you Anthony. Many happy returns to you. I've just been told there's an accident. Oh God, Bally McCork Cross. Now emergency services are not 
not there yet but most of us are asked to please take care so as always when we get word of accidents like that avoid it so that you won't get caught up with all of the delays and please God everyone will be okay and it's only a minor uh, accident and if people are able to pass it I don't have any more details on that keep moving because that's what adds to the delays what is it the rubber neckers that people stop and have just having to have a good look just keep moving if you are able to drive uh, past it thank you for that but it's an accident Bally McCork Cross the cross where we're still waiting on all of the works to be completed there but it's certainly it's it's a site where we've seen accidents before in the past 1850 uh, Bernie is taking your calls uh, you can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103 The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council Supporting businesses Supporting communities Serving Cork Visit CorkCoco.ie And a reminder of the Christmas Day swims for tomorrow Kinsale and District Lions Club Their swim is a native local charities It's a great time to catch up with friends and family and they're inviting people to come along even if you're not brave enough to take part but do come along and support them The Christmas Day Swim in Cork McSherry is a broad strand tomorrow at 12 noon proceeds in aid of Cope and Cystic Fibrosis Children's Ward at CUH Dunmanway Christmas Swim Group their 21st annual Christmas Day Swim tomorrow that's at Inchidani they're asking people to meet at half past 10 at the car park beyond the exit and then the swim starts at 11am sharp all proceeds going to Dunmanway Cancer Day Unit in CUH Skibbereen's Christmas Day Swim takes place 12 noon tomorrow that's at Tregumna Fancy Dress is optional Proceeds are in aid of the special classes at St Joseph's and St Patrick's National Schools Our Scarberry Christmas Day Swim is at the Warren Strand that's at 11am sharp Proceeds are in aid of Roscarbury Social Services and Cancer Connect in West Cork, which is a wonderful, uh, wonderful charities. And Roberts Cove Christmas Day Swim. They assemble half 11 tomorrow morning. Refreshments will be served and proceeds go into the Mercy Hospital ICU. And Mallow Athletic Club are hosting their Goal Mile on Christmas Day. Donnerell Park and it's between 10am and 12 noon tomorrow. And then let's step ahead a day to St Stephen's Day. Charleville Lions Club and Charleville Tidy Towns are holding a sponsored fun run or walk on St Stephen's Day. Registration opens in the Scout Hall from 10.15am for 11am start. You can choose from an 8k fun run or a 5k family walk and we're still putting the shout out for drivers, musicians, singers and dancers all needed to participate in the Renboy fundraiser in the Mwilin Newmarket area on St Stephen's Day proceeds are going to the Air Ambulance, Penny Dinners and Father Martin if you can help call Anne-Marie at 087 2933996 Record today on C103 Call Patricia with your comment 1850 333 Now poet and storyteller Joe Lynch from Coulee who has lived in Australia for many years has written a book of poetry which I believe is selling well in Australia and I'm delighted to say he's taken time out from his holidays to join us in studio to chat about his book which is simply entitled On Shanaki the Storyteller uh, good, good afternoon to you Joe and, and you're very welcome to studio thank you thank you for joining us thanks for having me here, now Patricia. the poetry thanks. collection is a short list from 30 years of writing poetry correct how do you select what to put into it because you must have tens of hundreds of poems right I've got a lot yeah, yeah. and I, do, I don't only do my own I do lots of others like Yeats and Wilde and uh, and I've even do, been doing learning Shakespeare for the last couple Have of you? years some of the sonnets here and they're just yeah. brilliant just profound um, but of my own it's only all my own in this book okay. uh, 42 poems and how did I select them Patricia 
uh, I've been performing, you see, it's performance poetry mostly. And um, so I've been getting around to the festivals like the Woodford Folk Festival, which is probably the biggest one in the world now in Australia and uh, the National Folk Festival. I've been getting around to them. So I've got quite a bit of a following now. Very good. And um, I you just know the way people react to different poems and the ones that made the biggest impression on people over the years. That's what went into this book. That's a good way to do it. Mm. That's a that's yeah. a great way to do it. OK, take me back. Were you writing poetry before you left Ireland? No, no. But I loved it when I was going to school. I used to escape on it. I'd be way off out chasing after the elk or whatever in one of Yeats's poems. Does that, back, does that go back to a good teacher? Um, was there a teacher stands out in your mind it, to it, it, love? It, it wasn't actually. No? No. No. Um, but uh, then Where did you go to school? I went to school in a little, tiny little school in Kilbarry first for yeah. a few years. And uh, then McCroom. And so I went to the tech there for three years. Loved it. But I you absolutely loved it. Did you? Yeah. McEgan Vocational School, McCroom. Just loved it. Some wonderful teachers there. Yeah. So you left school with this love of poetry, I did. but didn't do anything with Never the poetry. Didn't ever realise that I could write two words of it, Patricia. And then when I was 35 years of age out in Australia, I had uh, a massive midlife crisis, a real classic, like a real doozy and a lot of trauma and a lot of heartache. And so I started writing it down and I really encourage your listeners that if you've got heartache and it's really burning you inside, pick up a pen and paper and write down your pain and you'll get it off your chest and onto that paper and you can wake up in the morning and look at it and see and you say, that's what I'm talking about and it's not festering in here. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be poetry. It's it just, doesn't. it's just, it's like, that's like journaling. It's mm. like, write it exactly. down. And if it's three o'clock in the morning yeah. and you can't sleep with it, yeah. that's the time, isn't it, to write exactly. it down? Exactly. Yeah. And then after some time, there was somebody talking about some topic and I said, I've written something about that. And I went off to my misery drawer because there was all these <laughs> miserable uh, poems in there. And I dug this out and I read it to my friends and they said, that's wonderful poetry. I said, is that what that is? And so after a while, uh, I started writing about other things, everything, romantic topics, the environment, peace. Um, so suddenly every, it wasn't just worries. You no, were, not yeah, anymore. It was it, suddenly about life. Yeah, it got replaced. Once I realised I could write, I just kept writing and uh, then sharing it and then become performance poetry. Now, performance poetry, mm. can you, when was the first time you stood up and started reading out your own poetry? Because that's <laughs> daunting. It was very daunting. Yeah. They reckon speaking in front of a crowd you obviously don't suffer from this Patricia I, I actually do I, <laughs> I, I, when I'm sitting here on the radio I think I'm talking to myself Joe so I never were but when, when I have to go and look people in the eye oh mm-hmm. it's nerve wracking but they say it's the most frightening thing in the world next to death itself yes. And but once you conquer it once you take up the challenge it's the most rewarding yeah. it is really rewarding you can come away because I think communicating with other people is just bliss yeah it is really wonderful. And if you can see the joy in people's faces when you perform a poem, uh, that's your job as an artist, whether you're a poet or a singer, a, a visual artist, whatever. If you get the listener or the reader saying, that's what I was trying to say, I just didn't have the words. And then they don't feel alone anymore. 
Yeah, somebody else is connected. Somebody else has gone down this yeah. road, yeah. and that's the beauty in it. And that's why I love doing it. So why why did you go to Australia? You're, is, is it forty two years ago you went to Australia? Okay. Forty two, yeah. Different. You left a different Ireland. I did. Yeah, I was in England for a couple of years first, okay. and then I thought I don't want to just stay here, and um, I just want to take off. There's a big roundy world out there, and I was going to go to Australia for maybe like two years. And then maybe Canada and maybe South Africa, you know. But then nature took over. Next thing, there was a child on, on the way he fell in, in Australia. And uh, then next thing, I'm married. And next thing, there's three children. Yeah. And then now there's grandchildren. And so um, it's my home. My and uh, but Australia has been good to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I, did you work it, at? But I love coming home, you know. it's I've got two worlds. What did you work at? Uh, I was always in construction, okay. earth moving. And I'd be there sitting, having smoke. Or do you know the expression? I do. I, I, I have a very yeah. good friend of mine who always used to use that he was the seaman. Yeah. And they'd always have smoke. Or we and stop for your break. It's just having a. Yeah, a break, a, a cup of coffee. Yeah. 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 But in the old days, everybody smoked. So I suppose yeah, that's where it came it. from. Yeah. So I'd be sitting there having smoke over with the lads and I'd be raving away about something like I am now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, lads used to say to me, do you know, Joe, you should be on stage. So, oh, yeah, yeah. But then it's funny how yeah. a seed can be planted and uh, it might come to fruition one day. And so um, and it yeah, has a good friend of mine said, I don't have a bucket list. And I love that. If yeah. you've got a dream, just go after it and just live it. I mean, go after it like now, today. Yeah, because everyone talks about the bucket list, but you don't need a bucket list if you've done it all. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. I've, I've never, keep, I've never thought about it, it that way. It's, yeah. So. You, you you love coming home. What 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 do you miss about home? Okay, good question. Um, uh, my friends, family, is it, and just that unique Irishness. Like I took off now a few days ago, went away off out and sailed across the Shannon and the tar- from Tarbert across, and away up and I caught up with some dear friends that I knew years ago, and um, went into. A pub in Listowel first on the Friday night, and there was a session going on. Next thing, I got to do one of my poems there. <laughs> for That's the, a great place for the to do it. Big packed pub. It was just great, and just just the way it was received, so good. And exactly the same thing happened <laughs> the next night in Doolin, and um, there's um, it's just just bliss and the music and the culture, and the ancient the spirit of the place. I walked on the Burren, and. Um, I've got a poem in there uh, called Our Roisin that I wrote in that very area a few years ago, Patricia. I'd love to tell you about it. Yeah, please do. I had, I'm the youngest of 11. OK. And so um, about five years back, we lost three siblings to uh, uh, to cancer. In and, close um, succession? We were shell-shocked. The rest of us, like, you know, we were just blown away. You just... And so I came back on one of those very sad journeys of saying goodbye to somebody that you've loved all your life, you know. And so I did a lot of hiking. I was over there in the west of Ireland then too. And I I just I just thumbed through and find this poem. No, I won't need to because I remember it in my head yeah. anyway. Um, and so um, one balmy summer's night, I spent the night out. I didn't bother walking back to the car. I just slept out under the stars. And uh, it was just, I think there's a very... A short distance between there's an inextricable link I'll put it that way between love and grief it's like the more of one you have is the more you'll have of the other yeah. the more you love is the more you'll ache in your heart 
and but it was beautiful god it was balmy i didn't feel alone at all as i was solitary hiking away out in the moors and uh, the next day i drove as far as athenry and over several cups of tea i wrote this can i recite it please do please do ah roisin is more malayan anew ach is hedrum sair manum augustu ikshulum erartir arsanta drivelach her spirit walks with me on the turfy moors and where the black shell encrusted rocks endure the ceaseless spray enchanted i wander all the day oh you fierce and bold atlantic you call me like an overconfident lover beckons a smitten slave who cannot but obey you call the rhythm and my heart thunders in time while your rugged arms entwine my dreaming place and every dream within it and all the while she walks with me she walks with me in spirit i watch the wide-eyed gannet hover on the wing and sing an eerie unrequited love song mostly song with just a hint of cry and i captivated by his song in my spirit sang along but you my all talk atlantic rogue this eve you're not so bold now the sinking sun has kissed your brow your rage has turned to harmony as your silver turns to gold and her spirit found my sleeping breast on a turf reek near kilki with a billion other fiery worlds blazing down on me and the mass rocks and the moss and the ruins and the purple heather they all spoke a truth i needed then embrace the gift my wounded friend because nothing lasts forever and i was king of the world that night with nature for a palace rich green moss for an either down and the fairies gave me for a crown the aurora borealis and in sleep i heard her sweetly sing to the delicate beat of a butterfly wing ah roisin is more malayan anew akasedrum ser manam agustu ikshulum erartir arsante drivelach and of course the little bit of gaelic just means ah roisin though great may be my grief this day my soul feels light and safe whilst walking with you through our ancient rugged land it's fabulous thank you I, 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 you 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 paint a picture with your I, I was on the burn with you I could just I could you really paint a picture with your poetry it's, it's you. stunning it is stunning and was was Roisin you, was no his, uh, the uh, connection with Roisin no. there was Roisin Dove oh I was the, a Roisin the, Dove what okay. the bards yeah. would use yeah. as a pseudonym for Ireland yeah. back in the day and I'm, when I was listening to you I mean Joe because I, I just spotted somebody sent in a text saying uh, good afternoon Patricia I had the privilege of meeting Joe Lynch on the 18th of this month in Ballinagree at a night of storytelling and song and uh, what a night to remember that's from Jim Healy in Balancolic who oh. remembers meeting you and, um, and as you were sitting there I was thinking I, I could see you in any of those wonderful pubs down West Cork down in Kerry <laughs> and an open fire and beautiful. it was you know Joe for a poem and Joe for a song and you know you just but I, I'm trying to now visualise you in Australia mm. how does that work with an international audience what you do Irish is very popular because we did populate those countries like, okay. in a big way. And so many people will come to you and they'll say, my great 
great-grandmother, her name was whatever you know, and some real typical Irish name. And so they cling to it and they love it. Oh, you want to see St. Patrick's Day out there. Mm. The sea of green on people, they're just way more so than what we do here because we're okay here because we know who we are. (laughs) But out there, they tend to um, really um, emphasise it and, and grasp it and... But do you bring traditions with you? I mean, do you all did you always celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Did you always oh, we make, did. Yeah, always oh, made a point yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, and then, like I say, the poems, can I do a little romantic one for you? Just yeah. for the Go crack. on, go yeah, on. Have we time? You do? We okay. do. Let's, we'll finish love, off with a romantic I one love, then. I love sharing this. Go on. Um, so this, the stories, I do a lot of the ancient Celtic sagas. Yeah. Like uh, Tiernan Og and the Children of Lear and all those things. There's a great following for them now. There was one big gig I did at uh, Woodford at the Folk Festival. And I was saying to them, look, nobody will be interested in these. But they they said, look, do you want to do the gig or not? We want you to do some ancient Celtic sagas. And I've ended up doing them like five years in a row. It's been gas. But the first Know day, your audience, Joe. I didn't, Know your well, audience. I didn't think anybody would be yeah. interested, you see. And all of a sudden, this huge company, all university students and everybody lying, napping down the front, waiting for a an Irish storyteller to tell the story of Tiernanog, like great crack. But the art in it, I was just saying to uh, Carmel out the back there, the art in it is to tell the story in a way that an international modern audience can understand it. But don't lose the old Irishisms and our turns of phrase and our ways of expressing a thing. That's the key. It is really. And so... um, the, yeah, there was so many people came to put in. Apart from those, uh, Patricia, I do my own stories, okay. which lead into a poem or into a song or back into another scale or something. But the the Australians, they just absolutely love it. Like, they really do. And so they call me Irish Joe Lynch out there. And so I'm real, <laughs> a bit of a celebrity there. But I come home here. Who do you think you are? Oh, they are knocked out, out you. But that's how you can't have an ego around yeah. here. That's great. Like, so what's the poem you want to do? So what it was, it's called um, The Bunya Mountains. OK. Or The Bunya Woods, I think I call Bunya it. Bunya Woods, book. OK. So what it was, was I was away for about 10 days at a couple of festivals and I was coming home and I had a date with my wife at the top of the Bunya Mountains. And we had, neither of us had ever been up there before. We said, let's, she'll come across from the east, from Brisbane. I'm coming from the south over the New England Highway. And I'm happy. Old. And we'll meet at the top. We'll meet at the top of the mountain. And we become so reliant on these things, you know, on the mobile phone. The mobile phone. phone, yeah. We said, so we can be in touch. Yeah, we'll ring each other. Yeah. We'll be Forgetting fine. Forgetting that there's a chance when you're out no in signal. the wild mountains, there'll be no signal. Exactly. <laughs> so then it was getting on evening and coming on dark and we're heading up the mountain and she's heading up from another direction and we're driving around everywhere looking for each other. Not another soul. This is wild mountains now. And um, finally, I spotted the lights of a car and we found each other. And it was a moonlit night, a beautiful moonlit night. And we set up our camp there, the pair of us. And we didn't see another soul. There was nobody else on the mountains for three days. Didn't see another human being. We were like Adam and Eve. And <laughs> it, it was just so divine. Um, we forgot we were old, Patricia, which is a great thing to do. And we all need to do that at times. <laughs> we do. And so afterwards, after we came back, I couldn't get the romance of it and the beauty of it. Just being there, just the two of us, way out in the mountains, out of my head. And so I wrote it down the best way I could. And I recited it. It's only short little Okay. Poem. 
If I could live three lives and love three pretty wives for, let's say, a century or two, do you know what? I'd trade them all for three moonlit nights on the Bunya Mountains with you, my dream on the Bunya Mountains with you. And if I could win three wishes with a lucky roll of dice, I'd spend them good in that Bunya wood. I'd kiss you once, twice and thrice, my dream, once, twice and thrice. And if I just three words left to talk before my talking was all true, I'd waste them not on poems or prayers. I'd simply say I love you, my dream. Shall I tell you that I love you? Oh, was your wife delighted when you wrote that for her? She doesn't take a lot of notice of me anymore. Does she not? That's yeah. stunning. It, it really <laughs> but is that's stunning. good too. So you're home, you're home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been back for many Christmases? Because I'm conscious of children and grandchildren, so they're not, probably missing you while you're over here for Christmas. Not, but. not for Christmas for the longest time. Yeah. But the other morning when it was particularly cold. Um, Frosty morning. Yeah. Yeah. Fierce cold. And. There's not much reception in the house where I'm staying, so I go outside with my phone and we got FaceTime like. Yeah. And I got my big puffy jacket on and the pea cap sticking out underneath here. I was just all rugged up and I'm talking to them and they're all sweltering because it's like the heat in Australia at the moment. And the grandkids, they were laughing. But what are you doing? Why are you dressed like that? Are you are you you worried about what's going on in Nas at the moment? Oh, something shocking. It's fierce depressing. Isn't it? It is really bad. And can I just not get a handle on it? I know we don't have such a... I mean, obviously, we're seeing it all in the news and people keep saying, why can't they put out these fires? It's just, it's the heat, isn't it? It's just, they get control of one and another one will start and on and on it goes. And of course, it's a massive continent. Yeah, we forget that. raging fire. And they're mostly (coughs) eucalyptus trees, yew trees, as we'd say. And so they give off that gas, that eucalyptus gas, and then they explode. Like when the fire is so intense... They actually explode before the flame actually gets to them. There's oh no, God. there's no stopping that. You just get over. My of God, I've I've a sister-in-law living over there, and I was, you know, contacting her to say how they were getting on, and she said at one stage, she said it, it feels like the country's on fire. I just thought, my God, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we think and pray for them all, and and make and and hopefully they'll get it, get they'll get it under control, or it'll rain. Yeah. Something will happen yeah. to get it under control. So you're home for Christmas. The other thing I have to say to you, and I could see a couple of people are, are pointing it out by text as well, your accent, Joe. Mm-hmm. You haven't a hint of an Australian accent. <laughs> no, that's guessing it. I I didn't even work on that. That's just it. Just is. I I think I must be savage, stubborn, or something. No, it's it. wonderful. It's 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 lovely. And, and keep yeah. that uh, gorgeous well, Kool-Aid accent. Well, it's that going you have. nowhere now after forty-two no, years. It is indeed. Listen, yeah, it was stuck. it was a real real pleasure. Enjoy the rest. of you. How long are you home for? I'm at home for another only five days. Five days. I'll be back okay. by New Year's Day. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, have a great 2020 and keep in contact with us. Mm-hmm. And the next time you're back, we'll have you in again. It'll be, it'll be lovely to have you in again. And you have a website that people can mm-hmm. check you out. It's irishjoelynch.com. That's www.irishjoelynch.com. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. And have Patricia. a happy Christmas. Thank you so God much. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 103. Here's another Christmas hit on C103 with your local mace. Going the extra smile this Christmas for a season filled with magic. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. That's terrific. That is Andy Williams on C103, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I forgot to mention when I was chatting with uh, Joe Lynch, what a fantastic poet. As Bernie was producing today said, what a find. That man is what a find. And he's promised to stay in contact with us when he is next uh, in the uh, area. Uh, when he's next home that he'll come join us again so you can check out his poetry on uh, irishjoelynch.com but he's also told me that the book which is sold his book is called On, on Shanaki the Storyteller Irish Joe Lynch beautiful book full of his poetry I mean, it really is wonderful and it's beautifully produced he's managed to get a bundle of the copies over from Australia and they're on sale in Fitzgerald's bookshop in McCroom if you are a lover of poetry and you enjoyed our chat with Joe Lynch, then you certainly would love this book. So that's Fitzgerald's Bookshop in McCroom. Now, some people to give a mention to. Thank you to Father Liam Kelleher uh, sending us Christmas greetings from Cove and wishing us all the best for the festive season and many happy returns, uh, Liam. And a lovely email in from Margaret on behalf of the Donnerell Active Retirement Association. Thank you for announcing our meetings and events. That is our privilege and pleasure, Margaret. Happy Christmas to you too. Neil in West Cork says uh, oh Patricia Frank Kelly that you played earlier so funny our vinyl copy <laughs> gets a spin on the turntable every year Merry Christmas to you and yours and all at C103 says Neil in West Cork oh I don't know if you joined us earlier Neil you don't know the lengths we had to go to to find Frank Kelly's seven day 12 days of Christmas we couldn't actually find the CD that it was on so thanks to the intervention of St Anthony 
<laughs> we found it. But I don't have it on vinyl. It's certainly on a CD. So you must probably have one of the original copies of that particular song. That certainly is worth keeping. Hi, could you give a mention, please, to the Kill Max Simon Rowing and Swimming Club, the Christmas morning swim at Gary Lucas Beach in Garrettstown, half past 11. All proceeds going to the fundraising for Jaden and Cork Down Syndrome Centre. Refreshments on the day. Uh, thanking you. And hi, Patricia, wishing you a happy and a peaceful Christmas. And thank you to C103 for being a voice in everyone's home during the year. Sometimes it's the only voice that people living alone hear each day. Yeah, and it's something I'm very conscious on, uh, conscious of. And I think a lot of us here in radio are that we are the voice in the corner for those that are alone. And long may that continue. And that's some councillor Sean O'Donovan Banton can say thank you for that, Sean, and uh, many happy returns. And hope you have a wonderful Christmas too. And I've just been told following that accident at Ballymacquark Cross, the crashes between a truck and two cars. Oh goodness, um, the road's closed. Okay, so that Ballymacquark Road is uh, closed. Okay, as I say, every year we try uh, towards the close. Well, our last song every year is always this one or has been for a number of years. This is Emer Quinn and her version of A Holy Night. Sit back, relax, enjoy this. Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth Long lay the world in sin
to do that every year I think that's stunning that is Ema Quinn and Oh Holy Night that's where I leave you for today and indeed for this year a thank you to all who've contributed to the show throughout the year especially our regular contributors Annalise, Joe, Peter Jane, Mark big thank you to John Paul and Bernie who've been producing all year but thank you most to you the listeners I always feel like we're a little bit of a family we laugh together we cry together and we celebrate together and long may that last and looking forward to being back with each and every one of you in 2020 have a wonderful happy and a peaceful Christmas. Look after each other and more importantly, look after yourselves. Talk to you January 2nd. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,